0: You are listening to Get Real Podcast.
1: All right. And we're live. Glennard Skinner back in the fishbowl. <laughs> hey, yes, we are. You know what I did, Glenn? I forgot something. What'd you forget? One of our friends, Ms. T. Uh-huh. Uh, went far, far away to the land of Israel. Yes. And she brought me and you something cool. And you know about it. I do. And I forgot. I was I like, do. oh, wait, let me make sure I don't have them. No, I, I put, meant to put them in my pocket. Uh-huh. Um, we have a friend that went to Israel and she said, hey, what do you want? And I said, if you go to that river where David picked the five smooth stones to kill Goliath and his, the sons of Enoch, right? Yes. Anak. Uh-huh. And um, I want some rocks out of that. And because
2: you just want to rock.
1: Yeah, I just want to rock. So <laughs> Glenn and I are now the proud owners, and I forgot them. I can't believe it. That's I can't okay. It. Anyway, so as soon as I can, I'll get those to you. So thanks, Miss T. Thank Shout you, Miss T.
2: T. Thank you. That's Miss T, not Mister T. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't <laughs> Very picture, big can't picture her with a mohawk. Hey, I left my hat here. Cool. Oh,
2: you did. Yeah, there's your hat over there in the fishbowl. Yeah, that means that's my
1: reef safe hat. You know, what for that, you Aussies that, out there.
2: You know what that means when you leave something somewhere? What does it mean? It means that you are planning on coming back. That's exactly
1: what it means. That's exactly. <laughs> well, today's program, okay, is going to be a little bit weird. We're going to have a mixture of, we've been talking about the psychedelic for, I don't know, a month or two, uh, just off and on. Mm-hmm. And what is the psychedelic? You could cheapen it in a sense by just judging it of, of somebody getting tweaked out on drugs and just like hallucinating and getting all weird. Or we talked about how life experiences starvation being long away from a a loved one a near-death experience all those stuff have a psychedelic impact because if you just had a drug those drugs are simply moving and adjusting quantities of things that are already in your brain right okay and i'm not saying glenn and i have never taken a drug and don't want to and don't want to so we're not this is not pro-drug okay but we understand and on this program we talk about things that maybe would make people uncomfortable a pastor would be uncomfortable that's fine we're going to do our unpastor things Mm -hmm. so country music is kind of on the radio in the united states around the world y'all might listen to country maybe you like it maybe you don't and there's good country okay but it's kind of dying. Nashville is dying. It's They're making like this bro country. They're losing their way. They're making everything pop or just hip-hop, which, hey, nothing against pop or hip-hop. But if you make country, eh. But there's only so many songs that you can write about your dog
2: dying, the tractor breaking down, and your wife leaving. Or they get the...
1: And it's like, okay, that's hip-hop. That's cool. That is what it is. Yep. But that's not country to me. No. Okay? So it drives me crazy. But... Do you know which state in the Union of this here United States is pretty much saving country music? Which one, Dan? Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. okay. If y'all haven't heard, if you're even open, okay, it's something called outlaw country. right? Okay. And we can be a little rebellious. It can be drop an F bomb here and there, but I like it. Okay. Not because of the F bombs are the drug because era. it's different. It's different, but it's it's more authentic. Kentucky, there are artists like Tyler Childers. Okay. Okay. You're going to have to listen to some taller chill. Okay. 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 You're expanding. My, my high uh, horizons are being expanded. Oh, my goodness. See, we're not just all about heavy metal. No. No. And then um, Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. Okay. Which today okay. we're going to talk about Sturgill Simpson. And, you know, there's a lot of content in a particular song. The song, Glenn and I are going to do an analysis, a review, a just... Here, uh, uh, What do you call it? Uh, stream of consciousness? Yes. We're just uh, going
2: to l- discuss it as we go through as it.
1: As we go through it. So it's going to be kind of like one of those reaction videos. Oh, how rude. Oh, boy. All right wife blah, blah 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 oh going to the beach oh, is that a okay. caller west of the rockies? yeah they wait till i'm like all tied up in a podcast and they're <laughs> like we're going to the beach we're gonna eat lobster and steak is that okay I'm like okay Is <laughs> that the wild card line <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah east <laughs> of the rockies, rockies. <laughs> i
1: do you know a couple of days ago i was talking about art bell with my mom uh uh-huh. if y'all don't know art bell some of the youngsters may not but just look up and listen to some old art <laughs> bell things what yeah, oh your phone is talking to you nah. Nah. siri come out <laughs> all right um siri i know you're listening to me she's creepy anyway uh art bell go back and listen I was, you know the theme music yes it's like yeah. that, that kind of funky thing uh-huh. yeah. coast to coast um, I looked that theme music up. I think they took it off of YouTube, maybe for copyright or something. But I used to listen to it, and it'd bring back a lot of memories. And they'd always have the weird guy that I'm calling you from 2047. Yeah. You know, with some warning, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. That was good radio. It was riveting. <laughs> Very it good was radio. Riveting. Very so good radio. It was back in the days when X-Files was like, you know, prime time kind of. And, and it was, yeah. Everybody distrusted the government. And the year 1999 represented something kind of like uncertain and scary or 01, you right. know? Right, and we were getting up on um, Y2K at Yeah, Y2K, time, K, what a farce that was. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to keep you know some extra cans of chicken noodle soup, and that'll save my family. Unplug the computer. <laughs> yeah, so anyhow, Sturgill Simpson. Yes. Turtles all the way down. You can find his video on YouTube, okay? And Glenn, I don't know about the mechanics of what we're actually doing mm-hmm. here. I'll, I'll lean on your engineering um, aspect. Are we going to uh, – I know, what does the law allow? 20-second bursts? As so long as we
2: use it for educational purposes. Okay, we're, we are, we're, we're going committed. to
1: educate, and obviously, we're going to lose a lot of royalties because Glenn and I are in this for the money, the totally. power, and the um, the ladies. I'll get in trouble saying that. <laughs> we're in it for the we're in it for the money and all the big bucks.
2: This should this should sound. Let's see if we can get past the Google ad here. Okay,
1: but I want you to listen to it, and if you any, any project, can Google, marketing. oh yeah, we get some project some uh, shameless oh, marketing there. We, go. we can skip the ad. Yeah, blah, 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 project management. I need to buy something right now. Right, here okay, we here we go.
0: I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire. I was standing. Met the devil in Seattle Spent nine months inside the lion's den Met booty yet another time He showed me a glowing light within But I swear that God was there every time I go to the eyes of my best friend
1: you are gonna pause it right there. We can we can start there and go a million miles sonically. Sonically, <laughs> you know what it does to me. This particular song, in the way that it was recorded, because live it doesn't quite capture the same effect. Okay. But disagree with me if if you know, obviously you. I don't have to tell you that. You're talking smack to me all the time. Um, <laughs> when I hear that, you know what I think of? I think of "Suspicious Minds" by Elvis. The guitar. This is paying sonic homage. To Suspicious Minds. Okay. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Okay, maybe we'll have to play just an excerpt of that for education after we're, we're all done. We but can do that. It's got that the guitar at the beginning, even though it's different, it's probably different chordage. I don't know, but my ear is very sensitive to certain things. If you listen to an old song called Suspicious Minds um, by Elvis, mm-hmm. I think it's the name of it, um, it's going to sound that you'll just they're cousins there's something going on here and I guarantee you uh, Sturgill and the people producing this album that they did that purposely they they it was part of their um, heritage okay. put it that way I guarantee okay. it guarantee, not an accident but okay go ahead more spiritual or deeper insights we got a lot going on there just in
2: the first couple of verses of that song I've
1: seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire I was standing in Okay, right. And then he saw Buddha. Oh, no. Okay. Met the devil Met in the devil, Seattle. Devil in spent Seattle. nine months inside the lion's den. And then... Met Buddha yet another time. He showed me a glowing light within. So he's had some religious experiences. Okay.
2: All right. So he's seen Jesus in the lake of fire, playing with the fire. He's spent time with the devil in Seattle. But... It's interesting because after he talks about those religious experiences, we go into kind of a paradox, and you have to kind of think this one through a little bit. He sees the love of God through his
1: friend. The first line, Mm -hmm. okay, let's look at it right here. It says, "Uh, I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire that I was standing in. That is very interesting, and there's nuances in that. So I normally don't think, that Jesus would be playing with the lake of fire. I've noticed there's probably a um, timbre or a uh, tone of the God, the real one, true, real God that we worship, mm-hmm. is kind of the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this yeah. and that's the, and I get it. There's enough religious a frames and TV preachers and narcissists abusing people and all through history with all the. The, the papal stuff and, all, you know, there's plenty of reasons that people could have a bone to pick with Christendom. Right. I get it. So, but I'm catching a little bit of bitterness. I've seen Jesus play. So it's almost like Jesus is frolicking in the midst of his condemnation and judgment. Okay, you see that? Yeah, I see that. Okay, so because that's weird. Because normally you could think I see Jesus, you know, walking on the water, or what are the typical things that people that are maybe not devout or maybe not believers that they would associate Jesus? They may associate him with um, feeding the five thousand or dying on the cross, turning water into wine. But nowhere that I know of in Scripture is Jesus like you know um, playing with the flames in the lake of fire. And it's almost making him look a little bit petulant, a little bit like, "Oh, this is fun. Let's fry some right. more people, Dad." You know, it's kind of weird. Right. And and in its tone, which I'm not knocking Sturgill Simpson. I, when when people, you just grow up in this life, dude. Some of the creepiest narcissistic non empathetic abusing gaslighting weirdos that i've ever met talked a good game about Jesus. I they mean do. the people that have ripped me off the most financially or done whatever there's some creepy people that claim the name of Christ. there really are so um met the devil in Seattle now, some of this i don't think that this is the ramblings of a junkie, no. Right. Yeah. Junkie's like, oh, I I need some more meth. And I saw the monkey sitting on top of the stop sign. Right. And they're just making up nonsense. This is um, something with his heart that's going on. It's too well constructed just to be rambling. Oh, and he is a master songwriter. I enjoy the music. I really do. And you know what? Uh, When we get into it later, you can see the kind of Hindu part of it, even with the title and the reincarnative sort of aspect to it. And it's like, he may be like Waylon Jennings reincarnated because he's got just the good old <laughs> boy. He's got that voice. You know? He does. He sounds like Waylon. So anyway, what do you say? See? Um, I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire that I was standing in. That's strange. It's obscure. Mm-hmm. Met the devil in Seattle and spent nine months in the lion's den. Interesting. That is interesting. Maybe I- a trip. Maybe he's actually using religious metaphor to describe um, psychedelic and drug-associated experiences, which would also... Have an effect on his judgment about religion. Could be, or it could
2: be that he met a particular person in Seattle. That's that true. Took advantage of. I him. think I dated
1: her. <laughs> 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 that was funnier than I thought it that was, was. That was fun. All right, met Buddha yet another time, and he showed me a glowing light within. Buddhism is interesting in the sense, and hey, we are not ecumenical. We think Jesus is the one way period, right? But I get it. Jesus is not intimidated by Buddha. He's really not. Okay, He's not at all. But when I hear about Buddhism, and I've done some reading, and I've got a friend, which I wanted on the podcast. I couldn't get him. I couldn't find his number. But he he used to be a Buddhist, um, but he's not like Buddhist, like ethnic Buddhist or family Buddhist, but more like white guy in the States that says, I'm going to look into Buddhism. Got it. I don't know what you call that, but um, so he got really into Buddhism and he basically summed it up to me or for me as being, you know, it's all suffering and it's a very kind of pragmatic yet hopeless coping mechanism. That's the way I would describe it. It doesn't give you hope, but you know what? Buddha creeps me out in this aspect. If you look at Buddha's, my daughter went on a missions trip to Burma I call it Burma for political reasons. They call it Myanmar, right? I'm going to stick with Burma. And, um, but she went to Burma and was helping these orphans. Really cool. And made a big impact on my daughter. But she took these pictures and you could see these different Buddhist temples in different places. Buddha, there's something about nebulosity that is creepy. And if you look at the expression on like a typical Buddha statue or painting or image... Um, You're not quite sure whether he's getting ready to smite you with lightning, um, tell you a joke, um, predict your future, give you a lottery ticket number. I don't know what Buddha's up to. So when I see, other than being just a dead rock or whatever, I don't believe in Buddha. But when I look at it, and I don't find it inspirational, I find it, it's almost like what makes horror creepy. Oh, there's a good video on YouTube. Sorry to ramble, but it's just ADD, and you know what you were in for when you stepped into the fishbowl. Um, there is a, um, what do you call it? There's a video on YouTube by Vsauce, okay? okay. Really big YouTube channel. And he's got really interesting stuff, but he talks about what makes things creepy. It's fascinating. Really? Okay. And he talks about, like, if you see a child, mm-hmm. we're used to a certain rudiment, a certain rhythm of childlike behavior crying, laughing, playing, me, me, humming, you know, singing, just doing whatever. It's, it's like what children do. But when you see a child in form, like in a horror movie, that's just staring at you without speech, without smile, and you're like, There's, it's something creepy. That's creepy. It's this twilight zone of, 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 of the psyche that you're, you're like, whoa, that's not doing what I would normally in my life experience expect for a child to do. And so it makes it creepy. Yeah. Buddha does that to me. Okay. So when I look at a statue of Buddha and people are like, Oh, it's so inspirational. It's so this, you know, hand me some more quinoa. You know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever they're doing. I'm like, that's creepy. And biblically, I'm like, dude, it's it's not inspirational. Oh, it's it's all suffering. You know, it's like me going into a field of grass and going, It's all about grass. You know, I'm like but it's a fallen world.
2: What's interesting is how much of that modern christianity has adopted about the all-suffering aspect of it uh, elaborate. So adopted, yeah is that a lot of that has crept in and there's a lot of people that believe well in order for me to maintain my righteousness in order for me to be righteous in order for me to serve god i must suffer
1: yeah uh, yeah it's crept in there yeah gnostic totally it, just like yeah, it all goes back Yeah, to we've that. talked a lot yeah, about Gnosticism. Lot about yeah. well anyway back to these lyrics real quick so um yeah, met Buddha yet another time, show me a glowing light within. But I swear that God is there, there. every,
2: every time.
1: time I glare into the eyes of my best friend. Okay,
2: so he's talked about Jesus, he's talked about the devil, he's talked about Buddha. And now he gets to God who he sees there every time in his friend.
1: Strange choice, okay, as an amateur songwriter, right? Mm-hmm. When I look at glare... Okay, normally when uh, an affectionate discourse or just typical comportment of an individual hanging out with their best friend, whether he's talking about father or wife or somebody very intimate, I think it's probably more of a father figure as we go on, but glare. I don't know that I would ever associate the word glare with, um, but I swear that God is there every time I glare. Perhaps it was just the um, convenience of rhyming with there. You know, I don't right. want to be tedious about this, but but I swear that God is there every time. He could have said stare into the eyes of my best friend, or that'd be a little bit creepy. Stare, yeah. But glare, didn't that seem more aggressive? It tedious? does. Okay. And I know we know he uses drugs, so you know <laughs> we're not. But there's something with this song that we really do want to talk about. Okay, and uh, about the psychedelic and what's going on, and and um, okay you want to you want to spin the hits disc jockey or you let's, got something else let, what let's you got? go back to that
2: in a minute so sure. he's talking flippantly or petulantly about jesus he talks about the devil he talks about buddha all things that people would assume to be god in in certain aspects right okay but then he talks about god so it's really kind of a, a what i would call a paradox it gets confusing and you got to think it all the way through so He's experienced these things, but where he sees God is when he glares into the to his friend's eyes. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. We'll talk about that more. It's personal. Yeah, it's hmm. personal. Very, very interested. There. Buckle there. up, people. We're going on a psychedelic ride. All right. So let's spin some more hits here. Let's hear what else he's got to sing about. I love that my wake I just have to stop there for a second all right do okay it. I just have to stop there for a second he says my son it's all been done it goes back to what, yeah it goes back to the pendulum it goes back yeah. to what Solomon said that there is nothing new under the Sun that which is done has been done
1: well I have to mention this as well. The, the title, Turtles All the Way Down, I believe is a Hindu reference, mm-hmm. okay? And in Hinduism and with the different Dharma, and I, I don't know that much about Hinduism and it's very complicated, but it's almost like you have this wisdom being passed down from this ancient, it's supposed to be the most ancient of all the religions, and it's passing this stuff down. This father figure, this best friend, it's kind of like a yogi. It's kind of like a okay. a, a little bit like a, a guy that's giving him the wisdom. So it that sort of aligns with the sort of Hindu model that they're telling this lifestyle. you can you can do this deal. but it says my son, it's all been done and someday you're gonna wake up old and gray. okay? All right, all right let's continue. All right, so go and try to have some fun, showing warmth to everyone. You meet and greet and cheat along the way. This one, to me, Mm -hmm. showed the flaw of every other religion. No other religion really remedies and addresses the fallen sinful nature. Okay, Right here, it's all flowing to me with the whole Hinduism. It's like, man... Be as healthy as you can be. Be as kind as you can be. Enjoy life as much as you can be. Enjoy sexuality as much as you can be. Be, and it's all this like self, like um, this like personal mantra where you live out this lifestyle. It doesn't have to do with personal relationship with the Creator of all. It doesn't have anything to do with redemption from fallen, disastrous horror of sin that's within inside you. But when He says this. So go and try to have some fun, showing warmth to everyone. You meet and greet, and to me that's the key to this whole song as far as being able to interpret even what Sturgill doesn't know about what he's writing. That represents sin guilt. If, okay. you, look at, if you look at the summation of human interaction, like you and I, it's not like we're all, how do you say, we're all segregated in our own consciousness, So we're individuals, meaning that, like, even in a a marriage relationship, as turbulent as that can be, right, Um, or as intimate as that can be, if you do not occupy the same psyche, you are individual souls. There is a distance between people, even the best of friends. Mm -hmm. And if you go too much, um, we repulse one another. Okay, like okay. there's a point that if I was like, hey, Glenn, hey, Glenn, and like every five seconds, you'd be like, Dan, give me a break, dude, a little I bit need of space, some space man. yeah, just a little space, a little boundary, hey, Glenn, I know it's 3 a.m., you know, Damn. hey, Damn. Glenn, I got some tacos, you want tacos? No. no. So, but think about it, Glenn, just analyze human interaction, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, I mean, I, I work like all the time, but I think about these dynamics, and We are individuals, so in a sense, the summation of our human interaction could be very poignantly and cogently described as meeting and greeting. Mm -hmm. We meet and then we greet. After we meet, you and I met, and we're like, Hey, Glenn, and then for the rest of the time, it's like, Hey, Glenn, and we have a temporary reaction. And then we go back into the solitude of our own consciousness. We share moments.
2: Right. And we go back into the solitude of our own lives and what we're, what we're doing.
1: Yeah. So in yes. essence, what
2: we do is meet and greet. Contrary to people's popular opinion about the get real podcast it's not that dan lives at glenn's house or glenn lives at dan's house (laughs) or that we're even hanging out every day you have the things that you do and i have the things that i do absolutely and it's in the things of the lord where we where we meet and greet and come together
1: like when glenn walks the dog in his red white and blue speedo around the neighborhood (laughs) i don't join that whole event just kidding But you know what I'm saying. Think about it. The whole entire you could look at and kind of sum up human reaction is meeting and greeting. But then the essence of the reality of where this man and every other man or woman born of woman, right? Mm-hmm. We cheat at a particular point in time. You lie to your loved ones yes, at a particular point true. in time. You you steal from people you shouldn't or from even and and we violate even what we would see is obvious nobility of 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 logos of truth like i'm saying like who would not say that oh if a beautiful ceremony takes place where a man and a woman pledge their lives their bodies their everything to one another and if you said i'm going to go in there and like steal that wife away or i'm going to steal that man away or i'm going it, to it's everybody with recognition of logos without some intentionality of evil would be like that's bad that's right. wrong but yet not so much in the severity of violating marriage vows, but in any other thing of saying lying, deceiving a loved one. you can play it off like oh she asked me if, she asked me if the she went to budget cuts or us and came back and said, "Do you like my hair Danny?" And then I'm like, yes, it looks beautiful. wonderful right? Honey. I don't know if, if God's you know if that's a something Jesus died for or not I, I don't know exactly but I do know that at a point, we lie and cheat even with our most valid, most noble relationships. So that sounds to me like Sturgill is showing that, um, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm meet and greet. Because if he went saying like, I'm going to be warm to everybody, it's a little over the top, a little over the top. It's not real. If you see something, exactly. You see somebody going like, hey, and they're doing that. You're like, wait for the shoe to drop. What the heck that, that doesn't guy up
2: that, to? That creeps me out. When people do that, they're like, hey, I'm going to be your best friend. And
1: you know, just no. well, a really good friend of mine, like he ended up getting divorced and it wasn't his fault or anything. And he was looking, he was back on the market, right? Mm-hmm. He's looking around and he meets this beautiful woman, just brilliant and just interesting and smart. And, and, um, he was like kind of falling for her, but he's like, Dan, I'm a little bit creeped out, dude. I'm like, why? He goes, she seems like so cool Uh uh-huh she probably has a collection of human femur femur bones buried in her backyard i mean there's gotta be something (laughs) there you know what i'm saying isn't that funny you see people so nobody's that over the top you want to see a ward or a freckle or you want to see something and um you know so so anyway we're um let me open this back up so that cheat to me was a key to this whole entire song that says that, oh, you're just going to show warmth and go all hippie on everybody? Well, how are you going to explain your adultery and your lies and your anger and all the stuff that you were very fluent at? You were born fluent at that Don't stuff. Don't even need to be trained in that. Oh, stuff. yeah, you're going to send your kids to sin camp. Why? <laughs> well, you know, the Ten Commandments are really difficult to break. You know, it's not like we're on autopilot or anything in a fallen world. All right. <laughs> all right, so... Play it. Spin the hits. There's a gateway
0: in our minds that need somewhere out there far beyond this plane. We're reptile aliens made of light. Cut you open and pull out all your pain. Okay, I gotta
2: stop it there. <laughs>
0: He's speaking my language. Okay,
2: we're let's, psychedelic let's now. Let's go where no man has gone before. Well, many have gone before, and uh, we're just we're just going to go there, because I've always had a feeling that we're going to kind of have to wind up at this place anyway, you know? <laughs> because if we're really going to get real, we, we have to deal with real topics. Yeah, like I'm,
1: reptile aliens made of life. And I want to talk about that. Okay. I want to talk Bring about Bring it, Glinner. But
2: before we even get to that, I'm just really enjoying the vibe of this video. Because it's totally psychedelic. Oh, it's fun. I have never seen... This is the first time I've seen psychedelic mixed with country. Okay. I've not seen that. I've seen it mixed with other things. And as I was watching this this morning, I flipped over um, and I took a look at a re-release that Epica did of one of their songs, Beyond the Matrix. Mm -hmm. And we're going to take a look at that in the future. But they mixed psychedelic. They took their song, Symphonic Metal mixed it with jazz, and have the whole psychedelic vibe going through. And
1: listen, another reminder, and I'll let you continue. Yeah. Another reminder to our listeners, we're not supporting we're not supporting drug culture no. and drug music, no. but it's the, it's the curiosity. It's the change of perspective. It's like, let's think about life. And typically, how many just regular Joes go out into a field and stare at a daisy for nine hours and try to figure out what, why the flower petals and the beauty There's of the universe? And they should... They should, at times, sit there and go like, whoa, that ant makes me fear God. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, there's something there if, if they do. But
1: he talks about the gateway of the mind, that
2: op- opening up to something else that's out there. And that ties in with the psychedelic vibe of this video. I was doing a little bit of research this morning, and there are actually gateways of the mind workshops. Now, I'm not encouraging our listeners to go sign up to one of the, for one of these, because what they, what they focus on is they focus on astral projection, they focus on lucid dreaming, uh, out-of-body experiences, all things that you do not want to do, all right? We are not advocating this. Uh, those are spiritual experiences given to you by another spirit, all right? Now, in looking at the psychedelic here... Um, I have to go back to one of my own experiences, and it's not that I sought this, but Dan, I told you about this at the time that my father was passing away. Yes, uh, my wife remembers this very vividly, and my sister will remember this. She lives in Connecticut. Uh, my dad passed two years ago. It'll be two years ago, he passed of uh, lymphoma. He had cancer, and we had gone up to see him in Connecticut just before he he passed away. And when I came back just a few days before he passed, I was I felt it was at night. I heard his voice, but when and he was calling out to me, and when I heard his voice, I was in kind of this dark tunnel with
1: light in it. Now, you were awake, driving, what were you asleep. doing? Okay. I was asleep,
2: sound asleep okay. when this happened. Um, I heard his voice, it woke me up, and I got up. Now, the setting of this, where I heard his voice, is I was in this tunnel and I was surrounded by lights. And I woke up, and I said yes, and it woke my wife up, and she's like, what in the world is going on? I was like, well, I heard my dad, you know, call out for me. And I looked at my watch at the time that occurred, it was three o'clock in the morning. So I talked to to my sister the next day, she called me to give me an update that my dad had, his condition got worse and they didn't think he was gonna make it at that time. And I asked her, I was like, Dawn, what time did his condition start to get worse? And she said it was exactly at three o'clock when I heard the voice call out Mm -hmm. and I was in that tunnel of light. Now it's not that I was seeking this experience. right? And psychologists would say, oh, well, you know, you're you're dealing with the grief of your father and everything going on. No, I wasn't seeking those things. And
1: actually, that day, I was quite well adjusted. Right. Was, it interrupted your normal cycle. Exactly.
2: So all of this psychedelic perception, I really
1: think that when we go beyond what's here, is that something that we'll experience. Do you remember... Um, back when we were in ministry and me and i, I believe it was brad we were leading a prayer meeting and I stopped it yes and had to leave yes I was confused I went home and prayed I was like i think it's something with my family this is not lynn and I aren't flaky in that sense no. i mean we can be weird but it's like Things are either God or... You can be really weird, man. <laughs> you talking no. about my Speedo.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was great. Horrible visual, but great on the humor side. Well, my dad had had a stroke. And I think he was on the floor, unable to move. And he was in there playing a computer game like Solitaire Free Cell. And he was doing that. And and I don't think my mom found him until the morning. Or but like wee hours in okay. the morning. So... I'm pretty sure that when I walked out of that prayer meeting in total confusion I had to go I'm sorry everybody and and I had to leave. Yeah. And I went home and just started praying and I was like, "I don't know what's up." And it was almost like the same confusion and terror that my father was in, I was experiencing that kind of vicariously 4 hours away in another state and there was something going on that pulled me into prayer for my dad. So there are things, and some of these things are spiritual. Some of these things are angelic. Some of these things are Holy Spirit. Other things are soulish in the sense of, of we have more equipment than we're aware of, right? Correct. It's so kind like you get a pocket knife, and you're like, cool, it's got a toothpick, and it's all, all you ever use. It's also got some scissors that you may have never used. And some of that, I believe that God didn't want us to use all that often. Not, okay. not in Late the Latent power of the yeah, soul. Not in
2: the condition that we're in right
1: now. We've mentioned that book many times. I'm not super big on watchman e but uh, the latent power of the soul is a book that talks about, basically, if you were to see Adam... Mm-hmm. in his pre-fallen state you'd be like holy cow this guy's like a genius he's like he he was imagine somebody like yoda like telepathic like they got the force but they're not using anything but other than their brain they're not tapping into some spiritual like supernatural power his natural abilities were way superior to ours okay and um when you look at some of the evidence for that in scripture it can be a little little dark and glean a little bit but it's it's really interesting Let let me bring something up important. No, you're dying. You're itching. Go ahead, but I can't forget. Okay, okay. We do have to bring up now. Is the point with the psychedelic, which definitely, and even at Sturgill Simpson's own admission, he's like, yeah, the song's about drugs, right? There is a drug called DMT, which to me is very dangerous. It is something that is made chemically in your brain. Skeptics of religion. Um, think that when you die, your brain secretes it, or when you're dying, you secrete it, and this leads to people, you know, experiencing things or seeing things, tunnels, lights, demons, whatever the supernatural, which is ridiculous. Because let me tell you, our eyeball didn't design itself through like random swirlings of the universe. That's impossible. You didn't, you know, you didn't go from amoeba to whale, you know. Right. And so you you have to understand there was a creation. There is a creator. OK, so the whole addition of drugs, I know that Sergio Simpson heard about DMT, I'm not an expert on DMT, but it's basically the most powerful hallucinogen that they've ever discovered. It's naturally made in the brain. But when you take artificial doses of it, it can trip you out for good or for bad. Here's the interesting thing. They have found that it seems to work and even supposedly the government is studying it because you'll have can have a group of people that can all experience the same trip really yes and also they can commune with other beings so when he's talking about reptile aliens made of light
2: Mm -hmm. yep here we go all right so one thing i do want to say about the psychedelic and this ties into the reptile aliens made of light Jesus said that he's the door. Remember that? Yes. Okay. I am the door. That carries a lot of significance in the spiritual realm because there are doorways Hmm. to the spiritual realm. He is the door. He is the safe door to the spiritual realm and ultimately eternal life. Now, there are other counterfeit doors which will take you on a ride on the Great Space Coaster through the spiritual realm and you'll experience those things that are part of the spiritual realm, but it will stop and it will cost you your soul if you continue to give into it. Okay. So because in looking at this gateways uh, of the, of the, of the mind conference that they have, their whole thing is to be liberated. Who doesn't want to be liberated from this dying, decaying body of flesh? Yes. Uh, the whole cosmetic industry—that—that's you know to cover it up, uh, to to go beyond fallenness, to defeat the fallen nature, also to understand more about the universe which surrounds us. Those are all things you know. God put us in us a desire to escape the, the flesh. He put on us a desire to um, understand things in the universe. But the only way that that can be truly done. Is through the door, through the portal. Who is Jesus? Who leads to the next dimension? Anything else, or any other way that you go in, is the way the thief goes in. Yes. And the drugs. A lot of times, that's account, uh, um, equated to wizardry, sorcery. Mm-hmm. All right. That that is sort the pharmacia. That is sorcery. Yeah, you're going to go on a wild ride, and you're going to see those things. But it is it, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your soul. Now, let's get to the reptile aliens. right everybody sit down this is glenn's belief and from what i understand from what i've seen is yes there is more to creation than what we see and what we know just because we don't see it or don't believe it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist as a matter of fact uh if you've dan you've probably seen this in the news there's a lot more discussion openly in the news about ufo sightings Mm -hmm. uh, about things that people would laugh off and be like oh yeah you're just you're you're silly
1: should we cue the art (laughs) bill
2: exactly but i just read this in the washington post just the other day on may 28th 2019 this was published in the washington post headline uh ufos exist and everyone needs to adjust the to the fact that ufos are not the same thing as extraterrestrial life but we should start thinking about that possibility. That was in the Washington Post. Interesting. So I know a lot of pastors, a lot of preachers, they don't want to touch upon this subject because it's been made a farce a lot in society. And unfortunately, we've simplified scripture too, too much, I think, to be like, well, either it's angels or either it's demons, okay? Well, there's a difference between demons and principalities and powers. If
1: there weren't, they would nephilim, the nephilim. Okay, there's all the these, offspring of demons and humans. Yes,
2: there's all these different things. There's interdimensional beings and there's intradimensional beings. That's something we'll talk about at a, at a later date. But there's all these things that we just don't comprehend, and I think God, a lot of times, what He does is He kind of blinds us to those things because we'd go nuts.
1: Well, and it's all there. I yeah. think it makes people feel uncomfortable. You know, when it talks about and then the sons of God came down and saw that the women were fair, and then they had these offspring and these giants and this all this weird stuff, and you're like, uh, okay, let's get back to like the happy animals on the ark. They don't like talking, don't about, like that talking stuff. about it.
2: They don't like talking about because it opens up a whole other can of worms that angels have reproductive organs.
1: Yeah. Angels are attracted to women. Yeah. So, so it's very interesting. Yeah. One thing if you've ever watched and we brought some of this stuff up, but Uh, If you remember in scripture, when it's talking about the Gadarene demoniac, okay, this guy and and Jesus delivers him from demons and he had a legion, 6,000, okay, it's 6,000, demons in him. The interesting part is when they describe a little bit about, you know, I don't know that much about the wants needs you know, love language, whatever, of (laughs) demons, right? Right. What is it trying to understand? I don't want to commune with them, but they express themselves to the king of kings and the things that they said, they begged him. So there was a passion, there was a desperation. They begged Christ not to just cast them out. So something about just empty space in the atmosphere has a measure of torment to that type of being. Okay, whatever type that was. Now, whether or not, and I would suspect that there were Nephilim and there were giants, okay, that had bodies and they had some sort of mixture between some sort of fallen spirit or evil entity and a human woman. And we know that from scripture. And with the great deluge, the flood of Noah. There, they died. They lost their bodies. They lost this, and there's a lot of spirits that are disembodied. They they have nowhere to go, and they go around through what does it say? Dry places. Dry places. Yeah. Okay. And they're sure. like, and they begged. Interestingly enough, and it was almost like fatalistic in a way. It's very poetic, but I know it wasn't written for just poetry. But looking at, they begged to be. Cast us into them, into the pigs. They were so desperate. We do know that pig flesh, um, genetically, is actually quite similar to ours. They use it for heart valves, for certain transplants, okay. when they want to do experiments on... I'm not saying we're related to pigs, okay? Um, but there are similarities, you know, and, um, and they begged, Glenn, to be cast into the pigs. And then the pigs jumped off the Ran and, and almost mimicked probably their previous fate in association with their demise in the great deluge. It's very interesting. It is interesting. And
2: something else about the great deluge, I have to bring this up. I just had this revealed to me yesterday is that not only was every living person destroyed during the deluge, but whatever was going on with the angelic and life, and producing the Nephilim had an impact on every living creature, including animals. Interesting. Because all the other animals, except for the twos that were the pairs that were put on the Ark, uh, they were they had to be destroyed as well. They, they, they were corrupted.
1: Okay. Well, that's a coming podcast about devolution. That is. The devolving of the planet and how it affected biology. That, that's a whole different podcast. And it also explains what happened to unicorns. What
2: do you think? What do you think, they, what, 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 what do you think they had to eat on the ark? They had all the unicorns. That's why they know
1: unicorns anymore. You know what? I could go for a nice medium rare, like ribeye unicorn cut, dry aged. Be sweet. Well, oh, anyway, so here's the deal. So when you were talking about gateways and you're talking about sneaking in like a thief, not going through the door and trying to get all spiritual. Here's the problem. And this is where the psychedelic and trying to cheat it with drugs. So you take DMT, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go, and I don't recommend it. Um, Joe Rogan, biggest YouTube channel podcast in the world that I know of, um, is like, oh, yeah, DMT, DMT, pot. You know, you got to do all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And it affects when people interact with this weird alien being or group of them. The reports are that they're very curious. Sometimes they're terrifying. Okay. You know what they are? Here's the way I would liken it. Okay. You ever watch the Dateline NBC to catch a predator? Yes. Those horrible things. Okay. And folks, this is a little dark. It's dark subject matter. But there are creepy individuals that lurk under the surface. So people that are bagging your groceries or doing your taxes or the cab driver that you may not know, that if all of a sudden... A child, 13-year-old girl, right, made herself or someone left her vulnerable or dressed her in an unseemly manner for her age. Um, there are creatures, humans, that would come out of the woodwork that would be obsessed with evil for that child, and we've seen that's dark subject matter, but it does exist. It does okay? exist, yes. And it's and and they're like whoa, and these weird. So when you get on DMT and you think you're having this massive spiritual experience, and you're you're altering your worldview of like, man, I don't believe in Jesus, that angry old man. You know, I'm I'm gonna believe, man. This reptile alien made a lot. is just giving me this ethereal experience, and they're wonderful, and they must be right. What you're doing, you're being molested by a cockroach you're being molested by some cretin of darkness that sees you as like this 13 year old vulnerable girl that they're going to ply with alcohol and molest they're drawing you in it's not a safe place so if you want to be like we were talking about your speedo earlier if you want to be like attractive to spirits of darkness according to what i've gleaned it would be Get into a passive state because they need, want, and lust for a body. They want what you have. And even the people that aren't born again, like they really want to be able to live forever. You and I fist bump. We're going to live forever. As big of jack wagons as we can be, we're going to live forever. And that immortality, but you, you, you become this succulent like bait for them. And that's why Paul says in the scripture to take every thought captive. Yeah,
2: examine everything that comes in. Uh, Because if you really think about and you really start peeling the surface off how much the demonic is influenced in everything, uh, they have an influence in everything. It's only by the grace of God, really, and the ability, the power to take every thought captive that you can keep yourself out of danger and keep yourself free from all
1: that. Well, And they they do call them seducing spirits, too. They they do. Think about it. What's the song that's now like Maybe it's cold outside, and everybody oh, yes. it's like really yeah, controversial he's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, "Oh, maybe just a little bit more, and actually, I think people are over the top. there's a beauty in heterosexual seduction there's there's this thing that goes back and forth. I'm not talking about fornication, but the the interaction between men and women, but you think about it, what does he want to do? That guy has got a passionate desire to interact with this woman on a certain level. He wants her, hey, Tay, have it a little bit more. Have it a little bit more. He wants her. It's like, hey, give her a little more DMT. (laughs) Let her, these these aliens want to come in and think. Because really, I believe, and this is getting weird, okay? okay? But I believe that they are like desperate, okay, and industrious in their desire to harness some sort of meshing between biology, hardware, and human consciousness. Yes, and if they could somehow go, it's like you know, if you watch Doctor Who, which anybody that listens to us probably watches Doctor <laughs> Who and Star Trek, but it's like that they, they are desperate. They know that what God did happened. Sorry, we lost it. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> cue the uh, Price Is Right sounds. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 you know, so devils have kind of got that, but they're so obsessed with being able to have a body, have a soul, have eternity with what they lost, and see that humans even, we have the ability to have it through Christ. And here's the bottom line, is that
2: unlike them, we have been made in the image of God. Yeah. That frustrates them, and I think they're looking for their
1: way to ascend back to that position with God. Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah. Um, With your theological studies and your your background, when it talks about, I've noticed, wasn't there a shift where it talks about that a little bit lower than the angels and then being exalted above the angels? Isn't Mm -hmm. there a shift? And I know it's referring to Christ at one time. That there was something there, and then he was glorified. And, and I'm not trying to get blasphemous, some misunderstanding, but there are levels of things. Let's just put it that there way. There are. So anyway, we're in the catbird seat as far as being able to be in the age of grace, being able to respond to the creator himself, that I can deal with that little sneaky thing, Sturgill Simpson, that's in the back of your head that's like, dude, I cheated. I, d- I didn't do too right by my wife or by my kids or by my... you know, I, I shouldn't have really done that. And man, when I lot nah. that's that's on you that's in you that is you mm-hmm. but um you know what we probably need to continue okay. yeah, with these continue. lyrics let's continue here we go tell
0: me how you make legal something that I'll make
1: DMT yep
0: some say my Again, it might make you go the same. Every time, take a side fable, blinded, blinded, pain caused by some
1: old man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to, or I can go for it? You
2: go first. All
1: right. The typical reaction to religiosity and all the jack wagons that are, you know, uh, selling God for money and, and just d- doing all the stuff. You could look at the history of all the religious wars, all the like um, John Lennon viewpoint, mm-hmm. the, the, the like get rid of all the religion. It's been the big problem. It's so interesting to me. Buddha didn't die for you. Some weird swirl of Hinduistic. Um, uh, reincarnative bliss or whatever. Dude, Christ took your sin and he died for you. And notice the only one okay, that's being showed in a negative light is that old man up in the sky. I'm blinded and reminded of the pain caused by the old man in the sky. And that's what he's been taught by the
2: majority of modern Christianity.
1: Yeah. And also, he's getting that from being tormented by the law written on his heart that is feeling like a crap sandwich, right? Because you are one in that conscience, and you're like, so when the light of God says, you are a dirty, rotten sinner, and you are going to die in that lake of fire that uh, Jesus was supposedly playing with, that's where you're going to go. That's where you belong, okay? Because you don't line up with the original logos, Back to that yeah, one. Remember yeah, exactly. So it's like, but so anybody that would dare say, "Oh, by the way, that whole like idea about meeting and greeting and cheating and just like, hey, brother, you know, um, yeah, that's going to be a problem." But anybody that would make reference, so God could give His only Son, God can say, "You can have eternal life. You can if, if you look at your feet, beat your breasts, and you're like, oh God, I don't deserve this. You can receive the grace of God. Yeah. It's not really some special hat trick you got to pull off." God wants people to be saved. He does. That's he really does, cool. Yeah. He's,
2: not, you He's I, not into destroying people.
1: Back in the cultic days, we kind of had a weird roller coaster with that. But let me tell you, if God's in a bad OCD mood, your ass is grass. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. It really is going to be grass. It is. Every time I take it a look inside that old fabled book, I'm blinded and reminded of the pain caused by some old man in the sky. That old fabled
2: book, he has not seen the power of that book. He has not seen the true demonstration of the power of God's love through somebody who's really pursuing the Lord when I when I see that.
1: That's really bad PR. We need to contact Madison Avenue and get some people on that. You know, God's being, you know, we got to really change the imaging of that. We're going to, we need to brand better. You know, I think there's a, a um, what do you call it, a seeker-sensitive um Motif that we could we need different colors on the, we need to change people's understanding of God by the paint colors yeah.
2: so here's what's happened if you think about this and what's happening here with Sturgil Simpson and those that are trying to go in through the other portals instead of Jesus who is the portal to the, the, to the uh, dimension of eternity is you've got these demons, demonic influences that have influenced the church to be very harsh not show the true love of christ be very legalistic very religious like the pharisees we've talked about this so much it drives people away from the door from the doorstep to the door and pushes them to these other portals so basically people are being corralled by the demonic
1: yeah Well, you know what's absurd? It's absurd to me that someone would sit there and chemically put themselves in a passive state allow themselves to have their soul molested by some intergalactic cockroach of darkness, right? That wants their soul. You know, it's like just, GT. you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's like probing you to, let's exploit, maybe we can take its brain and back it up on software and hook it to a computer and we can have eternity. That's, that's what they're doing. They're weird. But imagine yeah. that, okay, you'll be like, all inspired by the intergalactic aliens made of light. But the one that lovingly dies for you, commands you to repent and then be saved and then love all men, the very Lord of love himself, nah, now nah, I'll go with the cockroach. It's ridiculous. It it's is like ridiculous. I'm going to go with these weird like aliens. Whoa, that's a spiritual experience. But somebody's saying like, look, it's a fallen world. This is the, the Here's the offense of the gospel. There's none righteous, no, not one. And, and Sturgill, that cheating that whole thing in you, we're all that, I'm that, you're that, I'm that. and we can't stop. And then to have someone shed it, to, first of all, the incarnation, holy snikes, right? The incarnation was expensive. It's almost like if God said, I'm willing to become a cockroach for those guys. And not only that, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to like eat the literal wrath of God for them for stuff I didn't do. Oh my goodness, he's God's good, and let me tell you, with Hinduism and all this stuff, you can look through all the religions, and you know, elephants holding the world up. Do they really believe turtles all the way down? Yeah, they. It's because here's what happens, and we're going to get to this. I call it the absurdity of everything, man. It's all good. I mean, and, and here's what happens when the world has got a rudiment of specificity. To everything. There's usually one key that unlocks the door. Chemically, there's usually one catalyst that breaks the bond. Mm -hmm. There's usually one specific temperature at which it starts to boil at a given pressure. There is everything that we know in this reality Okay, is based off some modicum of specificity. And when you start going into the haze, the purple violet squish, the just all doors are the way, man. What if you're like, I want to go to Six Flags, okay? Then I'm like, just go there, man. You're never gonna get there. <laughs> you're never gonna get there. No. So, and uh, no. never before in all of history, when people get all squishy about like. You know, for some reason in spiritual things, it's just like anything you do is right, man. It was good for you. All this postmodernistic, they coexist garbage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's Bono. Bono. Hey, I love Ireland. You too, musically, is one of my favorite bands. Bono, you annoy me so badly. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you, he'll be like, well, the cause and this and the cause. And he's, he stood up for good causes, right? Apartheid wasn't groovy. I get it. But it's like when all of a sudden it's like, I've never heard him talk about persecuted Chinese Christians. I've never really heard him talk. But he's like all pro-abortion up in Ireland. What the heck, dude? You're like talking about the innocent I'm only drawing an Irish accent. He wasn't just a car salesman; he was a car salesman who loved to play guitar. There you go. I can do a couple of accents, there but okay. Go. Add rabbit trail. Where are we? Okay, um, where, where aliens. We okay. Aliens. No, we uh, were at um, the old man in the sky. Old man in the old sky. Old man in the sky. And you notice that embitterment? I don't hate him for it because I get it. We have right. that hatred for anybody that has authority. That's just rebellion, right? Yep. All right, play let it, Glenn. You know, let me play it.
0: Silicide, DMs, they all change the way I see. Love's the only thing I've ever seen in my life. Don't waste to mind on nursery rhymes, fairy tales, of blood and wine. It's turtles are on the way down the line. So we not eat we go home. But the rounds I saw.
1: Trippy. 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 But you know, it's, it's that anti-specificity anti-specif- sort of ideal. So don't waste your time. on. Okay, it goes into the specifics about marijuana, LSD, whatever you pronounce that as. DMT, they all change the way I see. But love is the only thing that ever saved my life. How ironic.
2: And love is the only thing that will save your life. And really the answer that he's looking for is found right here in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 8.
1: But what is he talking? Is yeah. he talking that I'm finding love in the squish? He's finding love in the eyes of his best friend with an interesting glare. But other than that human connection, he's... Stepping away from God giving his own son, God giving, hey, you broke the law, you're in trouble, you're not lining up with Logos, Logos is coming like a freight train to smash because it can't it can't return void, this is going to smash you, right? Mm-hmm. So Logos is going to smash you against the wall, and that's eternal damnation in the lake of those flames, right? right. So it's like, Sturgill, my man, okay, <laughs> you said, you know what, you're looking at the Lord of love. And because you can't bear in your rebellion to deal with the fact that somebody would call you out on your cheating ways, that you have to sit there and go into the squish, man. Then you're going into the Hindu. It all repeats. It just goes cycle to cycle, reincarnated life forms go into the, it's nonsense because everything is the opposite of specificity. It's literally, it's the same, you know what it is, Glenn, it's a, what do you call it? It's an ideology that functions like an opiate. Yes. Yeah, so, that's a good way to describe okay, it. Okay, it, yeah. It's an ideology that functions like an opiate in the sense that an opiate would take you into like, you know, um, you take heroin, you're going down the river, you know, you're going to not be think- you're going to escape, if you will. And when you look and you choose an ideology, a doctrine, a whatever that is like it's all good it's all repetitive it's all life forms we're all one in the universe you've just said no i don't want to deal with it when in fact in the actual world everything around you follows the nature and the rudiment of specificity there's a lot of specifics involved Mm -hmm. right anything from genetics to geology to um, the laws of thermodynamics to to everything in our life all keys don't open the door. I was telling you the other day when we were kind of prepping and kind of thinking about doing this program about this, and I was like, DMT, country, <laughs> hallucinogenics, <laughs> religions, so that's us, lie, man. All one, yeah, we're there. Totally on it. Well, when I was thinking about it, Glenn, I was like, whenever in all of human history, think about the things that appeared to be supernatural, like 500 years ago. So people would notice that occasionally when you would drink milk or give a family member milk... Um, They would get sick and die, okay? And they didn't know about pasteurization. They didn't know about bacteria or viruses. They didn't know about that stuff. But they all had theories. Mm -hmm. And it was probably like, oh, your son died of tainted milk because I saw him walk over the sacred ground. He walked over the ancestors' graves and didn't show respect. That's why he died. Well, that's not why he died. We know that in hindsight. Um, other cultures would have said, oh, the reason that that happened was because that the black Raven flew over, um, your wife's, um, while she was over there, you know, doing something to grain or, or knitting or doing whatever that, that Raven flew over her head and that was a bad omen and the, the juju got her or whatever. They've all had reasons, but here's the deal. The equivalent of what Sturgill is doing is like saying that all these ways are true. None of those ways were true. Yeah. They understood when, when it was a Louis Pasteur or whoever that discovered pasteurization? Understood the concept of bacteria. That was the only key that unlocked that door. All the rest of it was nonsense. And there's never been a time in history where all paths, all hypotheses, hypotheses mm-hmm. um, were correct. I've never. I started saying, when has there been a situation where? All the answers of all the cultures were the right answer. Never. The key to your house doesn't open up my
2: door. Exactly. Just think of the logic, the logos of that. Oh, yeah. It's just, just think logically and reasonably. There's only one way. That's it.
1: It's a deception. So when somebody draws you in to some sort of ethereal, blissful nothingness, it gives a relief because you don't have to deal with sin guilt. It also gives a relief because you don't have to deal with the religious cretins that are probably tormenting you and trying to manipulate you for money, attention, prosperity, whatever's going on. You and I have suffered in, in that stuff. We know a lot of people that have suffered with cultic weirdness and all the people that died through the years, which are Protestant, Catholic, and they're killing each other or, or, you know, but think about it. So when you make the decision to say, I'm going to go hippie trippy when it comes to the reality of spiritual things, just know That you've said, I'm going to be absolutely unprecedented. And I believe that I'm stepping into the bliss of logos when you're stepping into something that's absolutely has no foundation for substantive truth Mm -hmm. in the universe Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, not at all.
2: And it's basically going back to what we were saying is that there is one portal. That's Jesus. And all the other ways is you're trying to steal those things as a thief by getting in
1: that's got to tick devils off you know what's got to t- grace has got to be really provoking to devils because what they lost because there is no grace offered to them they're anymore. not offered grace and no. for us to be able to go God I'm horrible and I really messed up and uh, uh, I'm a sinner and really mean it. I'm not talking about sloppy agape. They're like, hey, bro, you know, something horrible. I'm talking about if you mean in your heart and you're like, God, would you save a Cretan like me? And then God dumps that on you. Right? I'm sorry. Grace is that scandalous. And, and they're like, how come he gets that and I don't? Yeah, exactly. I can work it. I can scheme it. I can contrive it. I can. That's got to be. And you know what? You see that with how bad religion hates grace. It hates great. They always have to have more. That's the problem. Like, hey, we live. We have a lot of Catholic friends. We love our Catholic mm-hmm. friends. But it's like, no, dude, it's Grace. Yeah. I, have, I have Mormon friends. I love those guys. I'm like, dude, it just you don't need your own planet and 900 watts. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> they didn't do that 900 I'm sorry. You're probably going to email me. That's not according to the... I'm like, I get it. But it's, it's just total Battlestar Galactica doctrine. We don't need works. Yeah.
2: Religion. Going to religion. When you take a look at religion is... Or, or, what is lacking is it's lacking 1 John chapter 4. Can you read that one? I sure will. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. That's pretty deep. And knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is
1: love. Let's pray for Sturgill. Lord, yeah. in Jesus' mighty name, Sturgill Simpson is a great musician. You've gifted him just totally. unbelievably. And he's singing these things and he's looking at the world around him and he's he's taking different things and and just going where his mind would roam. And just I ask that you would reveal your truth to mm-hmm. him. He seems so close when he's talking about whoever that person or that idea in his mind was, with the glaring into the eyes of his best friend and and maybe it was his dad or a, a friend. Um, I don't know, but that was very close to the kingdom in that. And then there's that bitterness, that anger. Which is rampant, and it's sometimes it's kind of justified because there's so many stupid things that we've done and representing you that just really are stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, me, and Glenn, and our other listeners, um, we just love that guy, and we ask you that you would just uh, take those scales off his eyeballs so that he can actually see you for how loving and wonderful and beautiful you are, and partake of. Of your free gift of salvation, which is so wonderful, and not see that I'm going to, you know, just be raped by some intergalactic demonic cockroach and thinks that that is that is inspiring. That is the, the key to understanding the universe. And um, so, and anybody else that's dabbling, that needs to to back off of you know drugs or doing whatever they're doing. Glenn and I pray for them Amen. too. Just bless them, yeah. In Jesus Zen name
2: free, Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow, that was a trip, Dan.
1: Yeah, that was quite a trip. That was a wild ride. That so, was a wild ride. I like the song. I love his music. Oh, yeah, he is so gifted. Um, but here's the good news,
2: is he's questioning these things. It's the curiosity. It's the curiosity. It's not the drugs. Not the, not the drugs, but it's the curiosity. And as we were just praying, may he wind up right at the portal.
1: Absolutely. The, real door. Jesus, the, the real, real door. The real door. Well, you know what, Glenn? It's one of those things, like you and I are... are straight laced pretty much Um, but we're not proud of it and we're not like not in the sense of some religious pride or some like you know it's like we want to be able to um, that curiosity for people to know God noble agnosticism number nine it is well if you want to know more about
2: us check us out at lithoscry.com or if you've got any comments or want us to listen to a song and, and talk about it or if you want to talk about reptile aliens a little bit more if you want to
1: judge my irish accent (laughs) i can do australian too oh you can a little bit go for it go for it i'm gonna try i'm gonna try all right now hey my ear i don't know if i can tell i'm trying to discern the difference between new zealand or kiwi Uh and australian and they're probably down there like ah this bloke can't you know you could hear it would be like us telling the difference between i don't know english and uh like someone from scotland i can do that we can do that easily but i can't do it for whatever reason with i, I want to think it's a little more squinty sounding australian is nasal to me okay. no offense we love you guys but it's like it sounds like it's like okay i'm gonna try to do it here we go <laughs> i'm gonna try i'm on the spot all right i'm gonna here you go gonna go eat a a sandwich <laughs> Wait, hold on am gonna go siffin'. Um, no, it's like it's it's almost like they're squinting because the sun is bright, uh-huh. and they're like their nose is kind of itching. They're about to sneeze, but they're not going to sneeze, and they're just going to keep squinting. It's <laughs> kind of funny. I love it, and I try to do different accents. But Australia, we love y'all's accent. I love the Irish accent. I love Scottish accent. Pretty much every accent is pretty cool. It is Believe cool. it or not, I have a Southern accent, but you probably can't tell. I've lost a lot of. Oh, you've it. you've lost a lot. I've lost a, a lot ton of, it. of it. I've got some recordings of you back in the early two thousands, and. Uh, oh man, I'm I I sound like cowboy. I can still talk it, and it's still me. Uh-huh. So I ain't yeah. faking it. Yeah. I ain't faking nothing, y'all. <laughs> but I can go Southern, and Southern accent is actually a very popular accent. So I may bring it back. There you go. I'm going to just put it on. It's the Get Real program, and I'm going to like, fake it. Just fake it. Fake it. it fake
2: it till you make it, bro. We love you guys. Uh, shoot us an email at lithoscry at gmail.com. Peace out, and talk to you later.
1: Yeehaw.